but we aren't those parts. We have them, but we aren't those parts. We are the observer self. We are the conscious self. We are the true self, the essence of who we are that is looking at these parts. Welcome to the Reach New Heights podcast, where we dive deep into all things self-healing, transformation, and building dreams. I'm Julie Householder, and it is my passion to share powerful tools to empower you to transform your life and reach new heights. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Reach New Heights podcast. This week, I'll be talking a bit about the concepts from a psychotherapy model called Internal Family Systems, or IFS, and a powerful communication tool rooted in this psychotherapy model that we can use when communicating our emotions and communicating with our loved ones. Brief reminder, before we get into this episode, this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be substituted for professional advice. Always consult your own therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, counselor, doctor, or other mental health medical professionals that you're working with or would like to work with. Before we hop into this week's content, this is an open invitation to enter in a guided awareness exercise with me. You are free to skip past this and go to the podcast content to honor what feels good for you today. For those of you who are going into this awareness practice with me, you're free to follow along or engage with your own practice that you do to connect and turn inwards. You are welcome to Listen to the different parts of yourself and the different messaging from your mind, body, and emotions. How is your energy level today? Do you feel like you are in the mental thinking space or in a feeling space with emotions? Do you feel grounded in your body? You're welcome to scan your body And notice if you're holding any stress or tension somewhere. An option here is to begin with your toes and ankles and legs, moving your attention up your legs to your pelvis and abdomen. How does your upper back feel? An option here is to take a moment and bring your awareness from the tailbone up to the spine and to your neck. How are your shoulders positioned? Are they tense or lax? How is your jaw? Is it clenched? If you'd like to join in on some breaths with me, you're welcome now to take some deep breaths in through your nose and exhaling out through your mouth and just following a pacing that feels good to you. You can also just spend this moment observing your breath. And drawing this next deep breath in and out. Taking this moment here to bring yourself back to the present moment in the environment you're currently in.
In one of my psychology classes this week, we talked about a psychotherapy model called internal family systems, which is often referred to as IFS. For a brief overview, IFS basically talks about how our minds are naturally subdivided into various parts or sub-personalities. We all have parts of ourselves that are communicating with us, and if we're able to step back and identify them through a kind lens of curiosity, it can help us become more present and grounded of what's going on internally, so then we can effectively communicate with others and navigate a situation. It helps us to be able to separate ourselves, our true self, from those parts So it doesn't really feel like that part is taking over our perceptual lens. So you might be thinking, okay, what the heck do you mean by parts right now? We are not simply in one state all the time. We have much more going on internally. For example, right now there might be, I'm going to use myself, uh, there might be a part of myself who may be energized because I was able to sleep last night. Another part happy because I'm recording this podcast after taking a two-week break Another part stressed because I know I have to write a paper for my cultural anthropology class and my ADHD brain hyper-focused on writing and researching this podcast. (laughs) Another part hungry because it's about to be lunchtime. Another part amused because my dog Layla wrapped herself up like a burrito in a blanket and is now walking around and it's still draped over her back. In any given moment or situation, we can have multiple parts of ourselves thinking, feeling, and expressing different things at the same time. Three terms of what can happen with these parts are blending, unblending, and trailhead. First, blending. Blending is what happens when the feelings and beliefs from one part merge with another part or the self. Unblending happens when rather than being the part or one part that's kind of taking over our mind and perception, unblending is when we're able to step back and look at it and understand that we are not that part. And trailhead is when a feeling comes up with a certain part of us that leads us to other feelings or other parts. Dr. Richard Schwartz speaks about how these parts can carry burdens, extreme emotions and beliefs that came into our systems through the outside world through a trauma or attachment injury. These burdens drive the operation of the part almost like a virus. Releasing the burdens of the parts helps us transform them into their naturally valuable state. In IFS, there is a four-part circle. I have a link of a graphic to this in the description for anyone who wants to check that out and are super visual like myself. It's a really great graphic to kind of take in this four-part circle. The four parts consist of self, managers, exiles, and firefighters. This self is our core. It is the center of who we are, our inner essence, our true self. When differentiated or separated from the parts, the self is able to act as a compassionate leader. This part is associated with calmness, curiosity, compassion, confidence, creativity, courage, and clarity. Managers are the protectors of the system. These managers step in and they try to keep in control of every situation and relationship in order to protect us from feeling hurt. The managers are associated with controller, striver, self-critical, planner, passive, judge, caretaker, and pessimist. And the exile part is like a self-storage facility for the conscious mind. Your mind will isolate 
painful emotions and the burdens from the conscious self to protect the system or for the part's collective safety. It becomes their story. This part is associated with dependency, shame, worthlessness, fear, terror, grief, loss, loneliness, pain, and neediness. Then brings in the firefighters. The firefighters step in to also protect the system and the conscious self, but moves in once the exiles are upset. The firefighters soothe the exile parts or distract them. There are many methods that the firefighters can use to kind of help the parts get away from the exiles, to help the self get away from the exiles. But some of these examples are addictions like work, sleep, shopping, substances, sex, exercise, binge watching. Others include disassociation, distraction, compulsion, fantasy, rage, self-harm, etc. Managers, exiles, and firefighters Those three are all here for the purpose of protecting the system and protecting the conscious self. This understanding really helped me have compassion for myself and understanding as to what my firefighters are, right? How my exiles function, how my manager parts function in the attempt to protect myself, my conscious self, from any of those, you know, painful aspects and and try to help myself feel essentially safe and help the system feel safe and grounded and one aspect which was interesting for me was that some of my anxiety comes up as a way to actually distract my conscious mind from engaging with some root emotions from engaging with certain exiles from helping myself kind of stay away from stillness practices that would actually support the release and transformation of some of those exiles because sometimes when we are seeking a place of stillness or doing practices that bring the mind-body into stillness, maybe not necessarily physical stillness, but through different methods like walking or prayer or meditation or just, you know, being in a quiet space, some of those exile parts can come up. And part of that resistance, again, all of these different aspects of our system are trying to prevent that to protect the self. So you might still be asking, why is this important and why does this matter to me? When we're able to step away and practice, because this is a practice, um, and some days it can be a little bit easier than other days, but when we're able to step away for a moment, especially during situations that bring up many parts of ourselves that are highly charged with emotions, that can again kind of blend and hijack our perceptual lens, Sometimes we can say things that we don't mean or have that defensive mechanism part come up that can be counterproductive to what we're actually aiming to accomplish. For example, say you and a loved one get into an argument or something happens where talking it out is necessary, sharing emotions is necessary to help support, bring healing to that situation, to bring clarity to that situation or bring closure. Being able to step back and identify the different parts of ourselves can really give insight into what we're feeling, what's going on internally, and can help support us in more conscious and effective communication, support us in seeing what we're really aiming to accomplish in this certain situation or communication. My professor shared a fire example of this, and in those moments we can say, a part of me feels angry. This statement immediately diffuses that energy of that blending totality of who we are and how we're showing up. 
It shows that not our entire being is angry. Well, yes, there is a part that feels angry, but there's another part maybe that is feeling loving and cares about that person. Another part who is concerned about that other person's feelings. Another part that feels frustrated and is struggling with communicating. Another part of you that is feeling desperate to fix the issue or move away from the emotions. And my professor said that on that flip side, if you right now were to imagine that you're in an argument, and maybe you can think of a time where you were in an argument with a loved one, instead of someone saying to you, I am angry, I'm feeling angry at you, imaginally thinking for a moment, what if they had said, a part of me feels angry? Totally different feeling tone, completely shifts and supports kind of that inner child that we have or these attachment wounds that we might have. It enables our nervous systems kind of relax a little bit. A part of me feels angry. A part of that person feels angry, but not the entire person, especially with more difficult emotions like anger, grief, worry, sadness. Saying a part of me is angry. A part of me feels sad. A part of me feels grief. A part of me feels frustrated. It allows us to step back again as that observer self, the conscious self, and recognize that yes, we have this part, we have these different parts that are speaking to us, but we aren't those parts. We have them, but we aren't those parts. We are the observer self. We are the conscious self. We are the true self, the essence of who we are that is looking at these parts. Um, Like I said before, every situation is different. What I'm saying might not be applicable to your situation. And that's something that you can cover and get full support from by working with a healthcare provider. I find this therapy model super interesting and something I've benefited from. Incorporating that language, for example, if I wake up and I'm feeling super tired or if I'm not feeling well or if I'm stressed out, I practice observing how am I thinking in my mind about how I'm feeling? How am I communicating how I'm feeling to other people? And I practice rephrasing that sentence. So instead of being like, I'm tired, I will say a part of me is feeling tired. Additionally, this model of therapy is something to consider if you're interested in it and you're looking for a therapist that incorporates this psychotherapy in their approach. It's really important to realize that there are hundreds of different types of therapy and different approaches. And many therapists will have on their website what models of therapy they practice, maybe certain needs that you're seeking support in. So if they specifically address or specialize in addiction, PTSD, grief, betrayal, divorce, trauma, anxiety, or if they specify in their in their website kind of types of populations that they like to serve like children certain genders lgbtq plus communities bipoc communities family systems or have a certain approach like holistic or they might have spiritual a certain spiritual or religious affiliation in their approach and just knowing that if it isn't on their website you can totally call the practice email the practice ask them it's a powerful way to see what you resonate with, or, you know, find therapists that specialize in what you're seeking support for. Kind of a tangent, but this is something I didn't realize I could actually do until I took my intro to counseling class. And that was after many years of going to therapy without a lot of direction in that regard. When I matched with someone who specialized in what I was seeking support for with a model of therapy that I really liked, it was very helpful, very transformative for me. As always, I'm thinking of you all and hoping and praying that you have a beautiful week. Wishing you all and your loved ones 
health, joy, peace, and some time to really nourish yourself this week. Catch you here next time on the Reach New Heights podcast. From my heart to yours, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I love creating it. As always, you can connect with me on Instagram at JULHouseholder or my website, juliehouseholder.com. I love hearing how you've integrated these episodes into your life. And if you feel called, please leave a review on iTunes so we can help others reach new heights. Mm -hmm.